wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. They're trying to dissuade you because you doing your own research will be a reflection on the fact that they didn't do theirs. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Trailday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is do your own research. Yes, do your own research. You are not to outsource the job to anyone else ever again as of your hearing of this episode. Now, before we get into why that is, First of all, let me tell you that I have a daily motivation text that I send out free of charge to everyone who's in my texting community. If you want to receive that text, here's all you got to do. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. When I send out my daily motivation every single day from this point forward, after you text me, you will be part of my daily motivation recipient list because you are in my texting community. And when you get any text from me, you can always reply to any one of those texts and get a response from me because I go through those texts every single day. I take time and respond to all of my text messages. I'm going to do that again today, actually, when I get done recording this episode. So that number again, 305-384-6894. Text me to get my daily motivation. Now, the topic here today is do your own research. Now, this is a subject that I have touched on. I've touched on the subject of doing your own research a few times here on this show, especially in the episodes when I talked about the death of journalism, which was episode 2016. If you didn't listen to that, in episodes where I talked about the fallacies, fallacies exposed by the COVID virus, which was episodes 2005 and 2006. I had to break that up into two episodes. There were so many of them. When I talk about any kind of logical fallacies, which I talked about in many episodes of this show, I didn't do a full episode just talking about that, but I'm sure that is on the horizon at some point. But also on the topics of critical thinking, like episodes 1826 and 1827. If you didn't listen to those episodes, those are how to be a critical thinker and habits of critical thinkers. 
That is, again, episodes 1826 and 1827. You can listen to any of those episodes if they are not in the feed, wherever you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, then you can always go to workonyourgamepodcast.com. Every episode in the history of the show is always listed there. Again, that's at workonyourgamepodcast.com. That link is down below in the show notes, in the description. So all of these episodes require you to stop accepting and this whole concept of doing your own research is all about you ceasing to accept information just because somebody told it to you. I don't care who that somebody happens to be. And just because of who told you who the person is who gave you that information. So whether it's a news person, whether it's a relative or friend, whether it's a person who has held a position of authority in your life for whatever reason, whether it's a government person, whether it's somebody who you just know to be a smart individual, whether it's someone who you've always looked up to, it could be a parent. Uh, just because they gave you the information does not mean you should accept it. doesn't mean that they're wrong, but it doesn't mean you should blindly accept it. The world that we live in now, it is now your responsibility, each of you individually, to get your own information. And that is the subject today. And I will make my point through my points. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is do your own research. Number one, trust, but verify. That is your new mindset. Trust, but verify. This means that you can trust certain sources, such as people who you know, people who have previously led you in the right direction, and things that seem to make sense to you logically based on your pre-existing knowledge. Uh, when they give you information, those are places that I would trust it. Right? There's somebody who I know usually has accurate information. They give me some new information. I'm going to trust that they're probably giving me accurate information. If there's someone who's led me in the right direction in the past, I'm going to trust that they will lead me in the right direction in the future. I mean, that's just human nature. It's just a simple habit. I'm not going to go around distrusting everybody and anything that logically makes sense to me. I'm going to trust that at least on the surface when I first find out about it. However, there's a second step here. You should make sure of that thing you've decided to trust before you take action on that knowledge. This is the second step. This is the part that's the verification. So, yeah, you can trust that what your mom told you or your cousin or your boss told you is accurate, but your job now is to go make sure that what they told you is actually true before you take action that confirms your belief of whatever they told you. This is the second step that you didn't normally have to take. This is a step that traditionally we did not have to take because we had establishments that we could trust who would give us accurate information, people we could trust who would give us accurate information, but that all has, that facade has all crumbled over the last few years. So now you got to get your own information. Now you got to go verify. Actually, you don't have to get your own information. You can get information from wherever you want, but you got to go verify that information. So at least it can sift through what information you need by what people tell you, wherever you want to get it from. Then you got to go verify it. So we know over the last couple of years, our trust in certain establishments for information has eroded. And it is clear that many outlets are pushing narratives over pushing factual, verifiable information. Those are two different things. A narrative is a story. A narrative is what people want you to believe, whereas factual, verifiable information is what is actually true. And sometimes what people want you to believe and the factual, verifiable information are the same thing, but oftentimes they are not. Your job is to figure out which one it is. Is the narrative actually factual and verifiable or is the narrative separate from the facts that are verifiable? And it would be a mistake on your part and an error a lapse, rather, in critical thinking to blindly accept a narrative as factual when you have not done the work to prove 
that it is factual. And it doesn't take a ton of work. It just takes a little bit. Of, first of all, it just takes the concept of you thinking about, let me verify this before I accept it as true. That, that alone will separate you from 98% of the population. Let me just verify what somebody just told me here before I accept that this is true. So make sure you verify that whatever you've been given is accurate. So yes, you can trust people, trust the people who you've always trusted, but make sure that you verify that what they've given you is accurate. And here's a simple way to verify it, by the way. This is a question that I've told you to start using. I told you this a long time ago to start using this, but here it is. How do you know when someone gives you some information and they are pushing it to you or on you as if it must be verifiable and true? Ask them the simple question, how do you know? And then see what their answer is. If they're willing, they should be willing to do the same thing that I tell you to do all the time here on this show. On this show, when I give you some information that I tell you is verifiable and factual, I always tell you, I always try to disprove myself. I give you the option of disproving me. I say, listen, don't take my word for it. Go verify this yourself. I'll tell you where I got it from. Go read the information on your own. And if I misinterpreted the information, you can let me know. If I got something incorrect here, let me know. Don't trust me just because I said it, just because you listen to this show, just because you like my stuff, you read my books. Don't trust my information. Go verify my information. Go make sure that I know what I'm talking about. And if I'm wrong, tell me about it. I won't be spreading misinformation. Tell me if I got my information incorrect. So when you ask somebody, how do you know? One quick litmus test is just notice how they respond. You ask somebody, how do you know? And their response is to get defensive or emotional. Then it's a pretty good chance. That's a very clear signal that what they gave you is based on narrative and emotion is not based on facts is that they get emotional and defensive. Now, that's not always true. There are some exceptions. Somebody can get emotional and defensible and defensive rather because they know something to be a fact and they don't like the fact that you're questioning them. Sometimes that's the case. But oftentimes in my experience, when someone gets emotional and defensive, when you ask them a simple question like, how do you know that what you just said is true? They get defensive. Why would you get defensive? If it's true, then what are you defending? There's nothing to defend. There's nothing to get mad about. If I know that I'm telling you something that is true, then I don't care if you ask me how I know. I'll tell you how I know. Go look it up. And I'll say, all right, here's how I know. Here's where I got the information. I'll send you the link. You go look it up yourself. And then tell me if I got it wrong. I don't have any reason to be defensive. I don't have any reason to be angry or upset or annoyed at you just for asking the question. Here, here's the information. Go see for yourself. If anything I miss, let me know. All right, who has a problem with that? Only people who have a problem with that are people who have accepted a narrative and they want you to accept the narrative. They don't want you to get your own information and do your own research because they've already accepted it and they want you to follow behind them and accept it as well. That's the only reason they could possibly have a problem in most cases. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is do your own research. Number two, there are people out there who will be upset with you and may even attack you, hopefully verbally, who will get angry with you or even try to ridicule you or throw some other form of negative energy in your direction simply because, as I just said, you are not accepting what has been given to you the same way they have accepted what has been given to them. I told you about this in episodes 2005 and 2006 when I talked about the logical fallacies that have been exposed by the COVID virus that has been around for the last couple of years. There have been many fallacies exposed by that. I talked about that again, episodes 2005 and 2006. How many of you it's not even that you rejected anything that was given to you over that time. Maybe for some of you, depending on where you live and how you live, you may still be dealing with it. But how many of you ever even asked the question like, hey, why do we have to keep doing this? Why is this still the rule? Why is this this way when this over here is this way? 
How many of you even asked a question about something that was going on in that process? And notice how people kind of got angry with you, testy with you, emotional with you, defensive with you, or wanted to went on the offensive against you just because you asked the question. You didn't even assert that you were going against anything or not going with anything, or you didn't believe something. You just asked a simple question and people got mad at you. How many of you had that happen? People got mad at you just for asking a question. The reason why people get mad at you for asking a question, generally speaking, as a general rule, is because they have accepted a narrative. They have not verified it themselves. And you asking a question shows that maybe you're willing to verify it. And it's triggering in them understanding since they didn't verify it and they've already you know, swallowed the story, hook, line and sinker. Now you verifying it and disproving what they've accepted will kind of make them look dumb. It would bring their intelligence into question. And one thing that people get, in my experience, that I've noticed people get very defensive about is defending their own intelligence. Even when they didn't use intelligence to come to their conclusion, they will get defensive about the intelligence that they didn't even use. So when someone accepts some narrative, they accept some story, they accept some line of reasoning without doing any work to verify it at all, they have accepted that. They've accepted that as part of their knowledge, quote unquote, as part of their intelligence, quote unquote. And if you start questioning things, that means you're questioning their intelligence because they accepted it. You didn't. So you're questioning their intelligence and people will get very defensive and very angry even when you question their intelligence, even though, again, they've accepted something without doing any work to verify it or research or anything. They still accept it as their intelligence. This is a one of the irrationalities of the human animal. So there are people who will get upset with you over these things. And many of you have probably experienced this yourself. But this is a good thing that they'll get upset with you for not accepting what they've accepted. And here's why. Because whenever you catch yourself on the side of the majority, just accepting things without questioning them, you're probably either doing something wrong or you're following the crowd like a sheep or you're doing both. Can I say that again? When you catch yourself on the side of the majority, you are either doing something wrong, following the crowd or both. Earl Nightingale said in The Strangest Secret, when you come into a new space and you're not sure what to do or how to do it, just look around and see what everybody else is doing. Then do the opposite. And that's how you can get ahead. If you want to get ahead. Now, if you want to be like everybody else, then look what they're doing and do what they do. You'll be like everybody else. If you want to get ahead of people, look around at what the masses of people are doing. Look at what the majority does and do the opposite of the majority. And you will be ahead of them because the majority of people, by definition, are average. So if you don't want to be average, just do the opposite of what they do. So there is nothing wrong, folks, with doing your own research, even though many people will attempt to dissuade you from doing so, either via fear, through ostracism, through attack, through ridicule. People try all different types of techniques to dissuade you from doing your own research. And the only reason they want to dissuade you is not because they're trying to hide something with the research. Most people haven't done your research, so they're not hiding anything. And if they were, they don't even know what they're hiding because they haven't done the work themselves. They're trying to dissuade you because you doing your own research will be a reflection on the fact that they didn't do theirs. So they don't want to look stupid. So they don't want you to do research because then it'll make them look dumb for not doing research. You understand? This is why people want to dissuade you from doing your own research. So they will, again, they will use anything. They will use fear. They will try to use some type of uh, emotional blackmail. They will use some type of attack. They will use ridicule. They will try to ostracize you. Why are you the only one who's not going along with it? Uh, you ever heard anybody say something along those lines? All of those are attempts to keep you from doing something that they don't want you to do because, again, you doing it will expose their lack of intelligence, their lack of research, the lack of discipline that they exhibited 
and just taking on any story, any narrative without thinking about does it even make sense? If the information that they have accepted, check this out. If the information that they have accepted is the same as the information that you are able to later verify, then guess what? You and them both end up in the same spot anyway. So again, if you doing your own research, you doing your own research is not necessarily a bad thing and it will not necessarily put you against everybody else. Maybe you do your own research and you find out, you know what? The thing that everybody else is following is actually true. So you know what? I'm going to do the same thing that they're doing in this case because it does make sense if the information is actually verifiable. So no one should have a problem with you doing your own research. Again, if it's true, then it's true. They shouldn't have a problem with you doing it. They shouldn't have a problem with you if you're doing business with somebody and they say, hey, can you give me some, can you show me some references to some other people you work with? And you should have a problem giving them references because if you work with some other people and help them, then it won't be a problem. All right, go, go talk to them. All right, they'll tell you. And then you're going to come right back here. We're going to be in the same spot. No problem. Now, if they have a problem with that, then that should be telling you something. That should be a red flag. You see that? So it's no harm in you doing the research if you end up in the same spot. The only harm is if you end up in a different spot. And again, you expose other people's lack of diligence of doing their due diligence and getting information. That's really what you should be asking anytime anybody tries to dissuade you from doing your own research. What's the harm in me doing my research? If I find out that the same thing you believe is the same thing that's true, we'll be in the same spot anyway. Why do you care? Thinking people, especially critical thinkers, always do their own research and verify anything before they accept it as a truth. Now, sheep-minded people, i.e. non-critical thinkers, they accept anything that's told to them as long as it aligns with their emotional beliefs. And there's a big difference between the two. Let me say that again. Critical thinkers always do their own research and they verify anything before they accept it as a truth, before they act on it or before they go repeating it, they verify and make sure they know what they're talking about. Sheep-minded people, i.e. followers, i.e. non-critical thinkers, they will accept anything that's told to them because it aligns with their emotional beliefs. It aligns with what they want to believe, not what is actually true, but it aligns with what they want to believe, they'll accept it because it aligns with their beliefs. And if it goes against their emotional beliefs, they'll try to reject it, even if the facts are right there in front of them. I'll give you an example. I was talking to a person. I'm not going to say who this person is. I will say it was a male. I was talking to a male not too long ago. This is maybe six, seven months ago. Talking to this person and we were talking about crime. We were talking about crime for black people in America. And I said to this person, well, do you know how many times every year black on black homicides take place. And I had the data in front of me. This is FBI data straight from the United States government off of their website. And this information is readily available to anyone to look up, by the way. And I pointed out what the numbers were. I was looking at the data on my phone while I'm talking to this person. We're speaking on the phone. And this person said, well, I'm not accepting that data. And I had to ask them to repeat. I said, come again. What do you mean you're not accepting the data? Again, I wasn't offering them an opinion or a belief or a theory. I was offering them data, like actual black and white facts. Facts are not things to be accepted. They just are. And this person said, well, I don't accept that data. And I needed to understand what they meant. I said, what do you mean you don't accept it? It's just a fact. I'm not asking you to accept it. <laughs> and this person said, well, this is what this person said. And this is a person who I previously respected their intelligence, at least to some degree. This is what this person said. And I still can't believe to this day that this person said this to me. This is what they said. They said, well, the government can make up stats. The government can make up data and they can make up statistics that are not actually true. So I'm not buying into that data. Now, here's the thing. Close quote. That was the end of what they said. Now, is it possible that the government can make up data and they can lie about things and they can push certain narratives that go against actual factual information? 
Can they make up narratives that go against facts? Yes. Now, does the government make up data? That one was a little bit of a bridge too far for me, given that there is certain data that verifies and corroborates with the data that I was sharing with this person. That's the reason why that was a bridge too far for me. And here's the other thing. This is the another damning piece of evidence for this particular conversation with this particular individual. They said to me, well, not they said to me, I know for a fact, and this person told me this, that as soon as there was a jab available for COVID, this person went out and got every single jab that the government told them to go get. So herein lies the conflict. All right, you're a person who says you don't believe data from the government, but as soon as the government told you to go out and get a jab, and the government is the one in charge of telling people to go get the jab, you went and got it. So you can't tell me you don't trust the government when you went out and put something in your body. It's one thing to accept some data and stats on a piece of paper, which is what I was laying out. It's another thing to go put something in your body that's an experimental drug. You don't even know what it is. You went and got that. So that one is a much bigger risk than accepting some numbers on a spreadsheet. So you trust one, but you trust the more risky one, but you don't trust this one. It doesn't make sense to me. This is what happens when people become sheep. They're not critical thinkers. And they, again, they will accept anything that aligns with their emotional beliefs and reject anything that does not. And here's the problem with being led by your emotional beliefs is that your emotions will lead you towards what you want to be true that may not actually be true. This is a very important point that you can utilize in every aspect of your life. So I'm going to say it again, and you should burn this onto your brain. You should actually write it down. Your emotions will push you towards, it will always push you towards what you want to be true, but may not actually be true. So you must be very careful that you are not confusing what is actually true with what your emotions want to be the truth. And if you think about it, you might not have to think that hard. You'll probably come up with some examples in your own life of this happening and you fooling yourself. I have an episode coming on that exact subject very soon. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is do your own research. Number three. Listen, I understand something. I understand that you are not a researcher. Neither am I. You are not a reporter. Neither am I. I guess you call me a reporter in some ways, but I'm not really a reporter. You are not a trained journalist. You don't have a journalism degree. Maybe most of you don't. You may not have or want to give the time to doing your own research. Doing your own research sounds like a lot of work, right? When I say do your own research, that what's the picture you get in your mind? When I think about that, the picture I get in my mind is somebody sitting at a desk with a whole bunch of textbooks and graphs and journals and reading through all different stuff and taking notes and putting together some kind of research documentation. All right. So you might look at it like that and say, Jerry, I ain't got time for all that shit. How, what am I, what do I need to know? Even when you do perform your own research, with all that being said, on top of that, here's more. You may come across some information that is in conflict with what you've been told. And now you won't know what to believe or what not to believe. So it's not actually solving any problems you may be thinking. So here's what you do. Let me solve all of that with this right here. Ask questions. That's all you got to do. Ask questions. The extent of doing your own research for some of you, all it needs to be is you asking questions and the responses that you get to your questions or reactions that you get to your questions will tell you a whole lot about the information that's being fed to you and you don't have to do anything else. Remember what I told you in episodes 1826 and 1827 on critical thinking. Critical thinkers are always asking questions. They question everything. They are always questioning. If you do your own research, and you get information that goes against what you've been told to believe, start asking questions. That's it. If you hear something that sounds a little bit questionable, then question it. That's all I'm telling you to do. That's it. That can be your research. Just ask questions. And you'll notice by the way people react or respond to your questions 
whether you're getting accurate information or if you need to take another step and go get your own. If you ask a question of a critical thinker, they will be happy to answer it. Because when you ask a critical thinker a question, all you're doing is giving them an opportunity to display their knowledge and expertise and the fact that they are a critical thinker because they will share with you where they got their information. That's what critical thinkers, they want to do that. They look forward to those opportunities. When you ask a question of a non-critical thinker, they get angry, upset, defensive. They may try to ridicule, attack, emotional blackmail, blame, try to shame you, try to guilt you. They will do use any emotional tool that they have in their arsenal to try to stop you from asking questions. Why? Because they're not a critical thinker. Because you are potentially exposing the bullshit they have decided to believe or that they are pushing themselves. Anyone whose information and beliefs are based on truth, logic, and facts will have no problem being questioned. Because every question that you ask them will give them an opportunity to further validate their truth, logic, and facts. Anyone who gets upset or reactive when you ask them a question, that's telling you something. Because now you are exposing the fact that they may be devoid of truth, logic, and facts. All that being said, let's recap today's class, which is do your own research. This is a subject that I've touched on again many times and from different angles. Specifically, we talked about journalism, why you can't trust the news. That was episode 1474. Stop watching the news. Now, why you can't trust journalism anymore, all those are linked down below. And today, I'm letting you know that it is now, I've said this before, but I'm making it official. It is your responsibility to get your own information. That is the subject. Point number one, trust but verify. So if someone has given you useful information, accurate information in the past, trust them, but make sure you verify that what they're telling you is actually true because human beings, we are emotional creatures and we are susceptible to our emotions. Make sure someone's not giving you a narrative versus factual information. Sometimes the narrative and the facts match. Sometimes they do not. It is your job to be able to tell the difference. Point number two, there are people who will be upset with you or may attack you, ridicule you, get angry with you, try some form of emotional blackmail, some type of shame, guilt, some way of getting you out of asking questions and throwing negative energy at you simply because you're not accepting things the way they have accepted things. And this is a good thing because when you catch yourself on the side of the majority, you're either doing something wrong or following the crowd like a sheep. Earl Nightingale said, you want to stand out from the crowd, see what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. Generally, that works. Not all the time, but most of the time you do it every single time, play the odds by the law of probability, you'll probably win. Sheep and non-critical thinkers will accept anything that is told to them, whereas critical thinkers don't accept anything. They're always questioning and asking why. And they're always asking questions, trying to figure out how people know what they know. And again, they may end up in the same spot, but critical thinkers want to know. That's why they are thinkers. They are not just merely accepting things. Make sure you are not confusing the two. Point number three, I understand you're not a researcher, reporter, or a journalist. Maybe you don't feel like you have the time to do your own research, whatever that even means. But even when you do perform your own research, you might not even know no, you might come across some information that's in conflict with what you've been told. So all you got to do is ask questions. That's all I mean here. When I say do your own research, it just means ask questions. When you ask a critical thinker a question, they will be happy to answer it for you because they can display their knowledge. When you ask a non-critical thinker a question, they will get reactive and emotional because you are exposing the fact that they have no knowledge and they have simply accepted a narrative. And therefore, they can't even explain why they believe what they believe. So this is a simple litmus test for you knowing whether you're talking to a critical thinker or not. And I'll give you a hint. Most of the time, most people are not critical thinkers. Because every question you ask will either further validate their truth, logic, and facts, or further expose their bullshit. So start asking questions. Be a critical thinker. That's all you got to do. All that being said, two things for you to do now. Number one, text me so you can get my daily motivation for free every single day straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. Number two, 
you want to get access to all of my best courses, all my best self-learning material, and get into my Bulletproof Mastermind where you are in my inner circle. You're working directly with me every week where I do a live training call. We find out what are your biggest successes that you're working on, your biggest challenges that you're dealing with, hurdles you need to get over, and how you need to be helped directly by me and other members of the group. That is at workonyourgameuniversity.com for my Bulletproof Mastermind. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.